0: Yeah. Uh, I I it. It. I the good news is finally here. Friends, listen to me. This is serious business. What the world needs today is Jesus. The Bible says in John 3:16 that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Vic Batista, along with my co-host, Nathan Jones, where we're Lamb and ministry. And we thank you for being part of today's program here on The Truth Will Set You Free. As we title our our program, Inheriting the Land. For those of you that have a Bible, we'd love for you to turn to the book of Ezekiel so you can follow along with us. And of course, before we continue, I'm going to ask my co-host, Nathan Jones, if he will open us up with a word of prayer.
1: Lord, uh, we thank you so much for this opportunity to continue to study Ezekiel. We're almost at the end, and so, Lord, if there's any final things that you want us to know from this book, the applications that would help us grow and understand you better, then, Lord, we just pray you lay them on us today. We thank you for all who are tuned in, and we praise you in your precious name.
0: Amen. Mm, amen. Again, you're tuned into truth to set you free. Bible prophecy edition. Big Batista Nathan Jones. Our message is that inheriting the land in Ezekiel chapter 47. Before continuing, I'm going to welcome my co-host of the program, Nathan Jones. Nathan, what an exciting time we're living in.
1: It is, man. We are in the end time, the end of the end times. We're getting close to the soon return of Jesus Christ.
0: And Nathan, and we often say that we could be that generation that is alive and remains when the Lord returns, because Nathan, you would agree that we're seeing Bible prophecy being fulfilled right before our eyes.
1: Well, Jesus said the generation that sees the fig tree rebud, in other words, Israel come back to life again, which it did in May of 1948. Now, not generation as in 70 or 80 or 120 years, but that era, that time period when Israel comes back, that's the era of the people we'll see the Lord's return. And brother, that's us. I do believe that we might pass away and go to heaven early before the rapture of the church. And that's all fine too. But uh, yeah, I I do believe it just as the, the signs of the times indicate, Jesus Christ is coming soon. And so that begs the question for everybody, are you ready? How does one get ready? They get saved.
0: Oh, amen. And Nathan, the amazing thing is that the times in which living in, you don't have to know much about Bible to recognize the times you're living in, because the Bible says that when you see a nation like Israel, which is now a nation in its own land, the Bible says this is a great super sign. And we are that generation, Nathan, that is seeing Israel regather back in their land.
1: And as we've been reading through Ezekiel, we're going to see Uh, a faithful remnant. Uh, The Bible prophesies a third of the Jewish people will survive the tribulation. They'll get saved. They'll recognize Yeshua as their Messiah. They'll go into the uh, millennial kingdom once Jesus returns, along with those Gentiles who survived the tribulation are saved, and they'll rebuild the world. And the Jewish people will become a priestly people to the world and help the Gentile nations come see Jesus up in the millennial temple. So, yeah, there's a great future in store for Israel, as rough it is now for them and as horrible as Hamas's attack on them and now the PR war as they continue to try to destroy Hamas and soon Lebanon will probably open up and maybe even Jordan. It's getting worse and worse for Israel, but there's a glorious future ahead for them.
0: Oh, absolutely. So when encourage also of you part of the program, pray for the peace of Israel. Uh, God has God still has an amazing plan uh, for his people. And Nathan, maybe someone uh, missed our episodes in our program. Maybe they're new to our program uh, or or the ministry. Will you be able to share with them how they can tap into a lot of these resources?
1: Well, uh, again, this is The Truth Will Set You Free. It's the podcast of Lamb and Lion Ministries. We're a Bible prophecy teaching ministry, and we proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. That's our mission. And so we're excited, at the fact that the signs of the end times are all pointing to Jesus' soon return. And so we want to get people excited. And when people are excited about the Lord's return, they dedicate their lives to holy living and to evangelism. So it's very important that this message spread through the churches, that Jesus Christ is coming back. Get ready, get saved, live holy lives, and dedicate yourselves to sharing the gospel with others so they too may be Uh, Saved and so live with the Lord forever. And so this exciting times, man, as we get close to the Jesus returning. Who knows who the last person will be that gets saved in this church age? It could be somebody who's tuned in today.
0: Hallelujah! Wouldn't that be fantastic, Nathan? As the rapture takes place, we'll high five each other and that person that got saved. So. (laughs)
1: <laughs> all
0: the way up. <laughs> uh, all the way up. And, and again, that's why we get excited about this program, Nathan, because the Holy Spirit is at work. In our previous program, you and I were looking at Ezekiel chapter 47 and how amazing it's going to be, this millennium temple. Nathan, you share the size with us, and it's just astounding the size, but also a huge river that is going to be flowing through it. And this river has the power and the capacity to heal everything in its path. Will you be able to recap for us a little bit, Nathan, of what we spoke about regarding that in case someone wasn't part of our previous programs?
1: Yeah, well, Ezekiel chapters 40 through 48 describe in detail the Millennial Kingdom, particularly the the role of the Jewish people serving in the Millennial Temple, which Jesus builds and is, get this, 40 miles square. I mean, this temple is the size of a city. The, The Jerusalem of the... Uh, millennial kingdom uh, the temple is the city i mean it's, it's gigantic and it doesn't even it pales in comparison to the eternal temple which is 1500 miles cubed but anyway big big temple so in the last episode we re- talked about this river of light that will flow from this temple it will flow down into the dead sea and will make the dead sea alive again there'll be fish again and fishermen and and plants and growth and life And it all is true, but it also symbolizes the fact that Jesus Christ is the source of life. He's the bread of life. And when the world partakes of him, they have life. And so Jesus will bring life into the millennial kingdom, even to the Dead Sea.
0: Nathan, and that was, that uh, we were looking at this river that is flowing and how everything that it touches, it just brings to life as uh, it was outlined for us there in Ezekiel 47 verses 10 through 12. It says, and it shall be that the fishermen will stand by it from En Gedi to Glane. They will be, they will place uh, uh, places where they will spread their nets. Uh, their fish will be of the same kind as the fish of the great sea, exceedingly many but its swamps and marshes will not be healed. They will be given over to salt. Verse 12, along the bank of the rivers and on the side of that will grow all kinds of trees used for food. Their leaves will not wither and their fruit will not fail. They will bear fruit every month because their water flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be for food and their leaves for medicine. We have some natural resources here, right, Nathan?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if you go to Israel, it's very popular, the Dead Sea Salts. Uh, there's a whole resort where you can wallow in the mud and the minerals are supposed to be healing. But that's nothing compared to the fact that this sea of uh, this dead sea that will become alive will be a place for medicines. Many trees and, and plants that are used for medicines will grow in that area. Now, we had read last week the fact that uh, Lot, when Abraham and Lot were looking to divide their flocks, Lot looked south and he said, hey, that's the best land. I'm going to take it. Well, what was that best land? It was the land around what we call today the Dead Sea. It used to be alive, but the sins of the people in Sodom and Gomorrah and two other towns were so horrific that the Lord destroyed those er- that area with, with fire, sulfur and brimstone, salt, basically. And you can go. the dead sea now and it smells like sulfur and everything is covered in salt and the lord says there will be some areas that will be salty still but in the millennial kingdom all of that will be brought back to life again as if as if all the old sin is washed away and a new life begins which again is is true but also symbolic of what the lord can do to the sinner dead in our sins but alive in jesus christ
0: Nathan, that's an amazing point that you made right there because there's so many symbolism and applications uh, that we're looking at here that is really amazing. And Nathan, again, we shared this earlier. I was reminded a little bit also of our future, how God has healing for us uh, in mind, the best in mind. Revelation 22, verse 1, as we speak about heaven itself, uh, it says, and he showed me a pure river of water, of life, clear as crystal proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb in the middle of its streets and on the either side of the river was the tree of life, which bore 12 fruits, each three yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And here we see a little bit of a, a prelude to that, right, Nathan? In Ezekiel, uh, in the time of the millennium, the amazing power of the Lord to heal sicknesses. Yes,
1: yes. What's
0: interesting too
1: is that the millennial river and this temple and the Dead Sea coming back to life again are all in miniature of what we'll see in what's the new Jerusalem, the capital city that will be on the new earth in the eternal state after the millennial kingdom where the throne of God himself sits in the middle of that new Jerusalem And the river of life flows and growing out of that river of life is the tree of life, which the nations can eat and live forever. And so here in this millennial kingdom, we've got this river of life that brings the dead sea of life. And you could grow all sorts of plants that bring healing. But the tree of life, it it points forward again. This is what the God likes to do. He likes to use miniatures. I guess he could say He, he makes these things in miniatures to point to the ultimate reality and that this New Jerusalem is the ultimate reality.
0: I love that. And Nathan, you know, sometimes people wonder, well, how are people, what is their lifespans? And you and I know that in the millennium, people are going to be able to live up to 900 plus years, just like in the beginning in the book of Genesis. And I really believe here this is a wonderful key It's the healing power. That is going to be available for life and for growth and for development they will not have any gmo in their food it will be organic (laughs) and it will will be (laughs) and it will be free
1: (laughs) there you go and it'll be so plentiful there's verses in the old testament talk about how the reaper will surpass the planter so i mean there's going to be so much food that there won't be poverty or hunger or wars over resources. There won't be homelessness anymore because the Lord will make everything alive and abundant. It's believed that before the flood, that the, earth, the pressure around the earth was a lot higher because we had the waters up in the atmospheres, which eventually came down and filled the earth into what we have the oceans today. So it protected the earth from radioactivity from the sun and therefore lifespans we hundreds of years. We read about Methuselah, right? 900 and was it 69? I mean, almost a thousand years. And this millennial kingdom will be the same again, whether the Lord puts more waters back up in the atmosphere or whatever he does, the lifespans return to being really long again. And so we'll have people, you know, bearing children into their fives and 600 years old. So you can imagine that even though the beginning of the millennial kingdom starts With the sheep goat judgment in the Valley of Jehoshaphat, where the Lord gathers all the people left alive and it only fills one valley to by the end of the millennial kingdom. It's estimated there could be 20 billion people on this planet.
0: Nathan, and that is astounding. People don't recognize how we're going to see in terms of Genesis all over again, the repopulation of the earth, uh, the long life And not only that, but the wonderful fellowship that we're going to have together here on this earth for almost a thousand years. It's going to be amazing.
1: It will. It will. Well, you ready to dive into the next segment about the borders of the land.
0: Nathan, that is absolutely. If you could take verses one through four and I'll take verses five through seven of Ezekiel chapter 47, we would encourage anyone that has a Bible to follow along with us.
1: Well, we've already done that. That's the healing waters. Do you want to pick up in verse
0: 13? Oh, my apologies. Yes, Dave. <laughs> I got, I, I mean, I got so, I got, together, <laughs> I got so excited about, about those <laughs> verses. Yeah, if you could do uh, 13 uh, through 18, I'll do 19 through 22. That would be fantastic.
1: Okay. Well, thus says the Lord God, these are the borders by which you shall divide the land as an inheritance among the 12 tribes of Israel. Joseph shall have two portions. You shall inherit it equally with one another, for I raise my hand in an oath to give it to your fathers, and this land shall fall to you as your inheritance. This shall be the border of the land on the north, from the Great sea by the road of Hethlon, as one goes to Zidad, Hamath, Berotha, Sebraim, which is between the border of Damascus and the border of Hamath, to Hazar Hadakon, which is on the border of Haran. Thus the boundary shall be from the sea of Hazar Nm, the border of Damascus, and for the north, northward in the border of Hamath, this is the northern side. On the east side, you shall mark the border from between Huron and Damascus, and between Gilead and the land of Israel, along the Jordan and along the eastern side of the sea. This is the east side.
0: And in verse 19, and the south side towards the south shall be from Tamar to the waters of Meribeth by Kadesh along the brook of the great sea. This is the south side towards the south. Verse 20, the west side shall be the great sea from the southern boundary until one comes to the point opposite of Hamath. This is the west side. Thus, you shall divide the land among yourselves. According to the tribes of Israel, it shall be that you will divide it by lot as an inheritance for yourselves and for the strangers who dwell among you and who bear children among you. They shall be to you as native born among the children of Israel. They shall have an inheritance with you among the tribes of Israel. How fascinating, Nathan. I love this. In verse 23. And actually, let me pause for a second there. Hang on. Okay, I can finish it for you if you want. Yeah, that would be fantastic.
1: And it shall be that whatever tribe the stranger dwells there, you shall give him his inheritance, says the Lord God. So it kind of finishes that thought. So we got to remember that during the tribulation, there was four major earthquakes. Two of them were so horrific that the Bible says the mountains collapsed and the islands moved. So we don't know what the topography of the millennial kingdom will look like. We know Jerusalem is lifted high. It has to be much bigger and flatter to support a 40-mile square uh, temple, which is, you know, basically is Jerusalem at that time. There's two rivers that flow around jerusalem and of course the river that flows down to the great sea so we don't know exactly if all these borders can be measured as of today but there are some places like Kadesh, barnea and a few others that kind of are exist today that give us an idea so picture that israel which we call greater israel will be from the mediterranean all the way to the euphrates river which is in iraq right now north In covering all of Lebanon and Syria, and south along the border of what is Egypt today, and uh, and and takes also the um, uh, Sinai Peninsula. So what we're talking about here is that that's the land that was promised to Jacob and his his children, and they never, except maybe a little during Solomon's time, ever control all that. But during the Millennial Kingdom, those portions that were promised them will be finally theirs, and we wonder too, right, Vic? Like we know the Jewish people aren't terribly sure of who they are uh, genetically. You know, if you're a Cohen, then you're a Levite, and you know, th- depending on your last name, you can kind of figure it out. But the Lord knows who the Jewish people are and which tribes they're in, and they have they get to redivide this land into their promised portions again.
0: Yeah, yeah, Nathan, and that's why people talk about the lost tribes. God knows they're not lost. He knows exactly who they are and where they are. And <laughs> And, and this is why here, this is so fascinating because it talks about the division of the land, the inheritance. Uh, Nathan, sometimes when people uh, uh, today, when people speak about inheritance, they only think of money. Well, if I inherit a million dollars, I'll be I'll be set. And we know money goes so quickly. But isn't it nice when you inherit something that has more than a, 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 a temporary value land, a place to live, a place to uh, live? Uh, and that's what I love about this passage is not only for them, but also verse 22 speaks about others. They are to share this uh, this land, if you will, this division, and it shall be that you will divide it by lot as an inheritance for yourself and for the strangers who dwell among you and who bear children among you. They shall be to you as native born among the children of Israel, they shall have an inheritance uh, with you among the tribes. I, I love the fact that they put that in there, Nathan, because I don't want anybody to just read this passage and think that it's all about just the Jewish people. But God has made room for everyone uh, in his table, Jew or Gentile, right, Nathan? God, even today, makes room for people to come to him from wherever background they are. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Some
0: people misunderstand when they read these Jewish centric
1: passages and think only Jewish people live in the millennial kingdom. But that's not true at all that the Jewish people are a priestly people in a greater Israel that controls a lot more land, but they bring the Gentile nations up to Jesus. They they're they they're intercessors between the Gentiles and Jesus Christ, who will we'll get to see physically ruling and reigning from Jerusalem. But it's interesting that if the Jewish people had obeyed God during, and at the Exodus, and went into the land, and then Joshua and his people had conquered all the land, they would have gotten all the land that they were promised as an inheritance. And they were they were faithful to the Lord, they would have kept all that land. It's called the land covenant. All this land we just read about has always been the land of the Jewish people. So uh, the people sitting in that we hear about the Palestinians today, the Gazans, the Jordanians, the, the Lebanese, the Iraqis, the Syrians, they're squatters. According to God. It's the land given to the Jewish people, but because of the Jewish people's unfaithfulness, the Lord took the land from them, but not the deed. The deed is still theirs, because we know during the Millennial Kingdom, they will come into their inheritance and they will get the full land that was promised them, and uh, that will be theirs. So that's what they're waiting for, and if only they turn their hearts and minds to Jesus Christ and forgive them, Israel would grow into a greater nation and not this tiny sliver of a land the size of New Jersey, like it is now.
0: Well, Nathan, and that's why today we have this whole land for peace. You know, the one Israel to continue to give a land like that's really gonna solve the problems uh, to things here. But the reality is uh, things are going to continue until uh, God puts everything in order, and that's what I love here. This is the hope for God's people that we find in the book in, in the book of Ezekiel. This is what's coming. This is what they're going to uh, finally get their inheritance, if you will. And I just love Nathan uh, the this the details uh, uh, here because again. Uh, The time of the millennium is not going to be uh, a place that we're not going to be familiar with, the the locations, the properties. There were some names, Nathan, that we just read there today, Damascus, right? These are locations that we're familiar with today. So we're not going to be strangers, if you will, uh, to this earth where we're going to be uh, uh, ruling and reigning with Christ for a thousand years. Absolutely. Yeah, we will be uh,
1: promised those of us in our glorified, resurrected bodies. We're talking about the Old Testament saints, the Church Age saints, the Tribulation saints. We're resurrected. We're in our glorified, eternal bodies, and we rule and reign with Jesus over So we have to have places to live, too, because we have tangible bodies. So uh, not only will the Jewish people get their inheritance, but those saints that are, are, are resurrected in their glorified bodies, such as King David, you know, they'll be there, too, living among them. We will be living among them. You know, maybe, brother, you'll be back in the Dominican Republic as the the governor of the Dominican Republic. And the people will, (laughs) new peoples that will come up and and come to you and say, hey, governor. And, uh, you know, who knows? You know, we don't know what our positions are. But we will help the Lord, uh, you know, set up and rule and reign over the peoples. of the And we'll teach them that the Lord's law. And they'll get to go to hear Jesus teach the law. And, uh, oh, man, it's just going to be wonderful. But we won't need... We won't need Congresses anymore because there's only one lawgiver, and that's Jesus Christ, right?
0: Oh, I love that, Nathan. I just love what you say. I don't know if I want to be governor of or, or the Dominican Republic. Maybe Hawaii. Can I change that location? <laughs>
1: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that would be perfect. That fits you to a T, man.
0: <laughs> hey, hey, listen. I, I, we know that I'll take whatever the law sends our way because it's going to be way better than here. It's exciting. And I hope that those of you that are tuned into the program also get excited. Again, if you just joined us, you're tuned into a Truth Set Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb, Ministry, and Ministry. We're in the book of Ezekiel, uh, chapter 47. And again, our message is that of inheriting uh, the land. Very exciting. Nathan, not only that, but then when we get to chapter 48... Chapter 48 is a a wonderful passage as well, as it also starts to bring us back to the tribes. Here it talks about the division of the land, who it was going to. Then chapter 48 begins to remind us again of the tribes, much like back in the book of Genesis. Will you be able, Nathan, to read there chapter 48, verses 1 through 5, and that reverses uh, 6 through 10, in case someone doesn't have a Bible? Okay. and. This
1: might be a good time to switch to the New Living Translation, only because it takes those ancient measurements and modernizes them.
0: Absolutely.
1: Okay, so you want me to do one through eight?
0: Uh, Yes, that would be fantastic, actually, Nathan, and then I'll take nine through twelve, actually.
1: Okay, okay. Just want to make sure I got your numbers right. So here is the list of the tribes of Israel and the territory each is to receive. Territory of Dan in the extreme north, its boundaries lines from Hethlon Road to Labo-Hamath and then runs on to Hazer-Anon on the border of Damascus with Hamath to the north. Dan's territory extends all the way across the land of Israel from east to west. Asher's territory lies south of Dan's and also extends from east to west. Naphtali's land lies south of Asher's, also extended from east to west. Then comes Manasseh, south of Naphtali, and its territory also extends from east to west. South of Manasseh is Ephraim, and then Reuben, then Judah, and all those boundaries extended from east to west. South of Judah is the land set aside for a special purpose. It will be eight and a third miles wide and will extend as far east and west as the tribal territories with the temple at its center.
0: I love that. In verse 9, the district that you shall set apart for the Lord shall be 25,000 cubits and the length of 10,000 width. Oh, I have the New King James, sorry. To these, the priests of the holy district shall belong on the north 25,000 cubits of length, on the west 10,000, and on the east 10,000 and width and the south 25,000 length. The sanctuary of the Lord shall be the center, and it shall be for the priests of sons of Zadok, who are sanctified, who have kept my charge, who did not go astray when the children of Israel went astray as the Levites went astray. And this district of the land that is set apart shall be to them the thing most holy by the by of the border of excuse me, the borders of the Levites. Uh, Nathan, I thought that was also a very interesting reminders there uh, of what had happened previously. Now, we know God is going to bless his people but yet here he talks about when that time when they actually went astray and some of the benefits that people lose when they go astray from the things of the Lord.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Lord has so many wonderful promises for us, but when we stray, we lose them. And it's a reminder to come back to him and, and enjoy the full blessings of the Lord and obey, perfect obedience. It's interesting, Vic, that when you look at the uh, tribes in their territorial allotments back during the times of the judges and then the kings how it was kind of splatter all over the place uh, you know like on east of the jordan river you had reuben gad and a half tribe of Manasseh, and then on the other side you had different tribes in different places but here we've got this giant almost a a cube shape across the land and the each of the tribes is given a swath like a stripe clean across from one end to the other, and then the next tribe, from one end, from from the Mediterranean down to the uh, uh, Euphrates, and it just goes, and so it's very different than the land allotment in the Old Testament, where it was, you know, splotches all over the place, but it's actually stripes as you go down, until you get to the part that's dedicated to the temple, and then another part that's dedicated to the priests. Those are You know, if you remember back in the Old Testament, the Levites didn't have land. Their allotment was the temple and the priesthood. And it seems to be the same for the Levites in the millennial kingdom.
0: And that's a very good point. This is uh, you and I, when we teach, we like to have PowerPoints and slides and presentation. This will be a great visual, but I think you're doing a great job in in pointing that out. It's fantastic because also another thing here. They were given this inheritance when they came out of the into the wilderness. They they had to go fight and take uh, uh, the, the land. And I just love the great distinction that you made there and how nice and clear cut and organized God is going to have things in the time of the millennium. Yeah,
1: yeah, that, that's important. Well, Vic, uh, as we're in the middle of chapter 48, you think next week we'll be actually finishing the book of Ezekiel?
0: Nathan, I think there is still hope. I really believe so. So we want to encourage anyone that's part of this segment. We would love for you to be part of our next segment. But as we close, we always like to close by giving you an opportunity to come to the Lord. And that is the most important thing. That's why Nathan and I do these programs every week, to give you an opportunity to respond. And maybe you're part of this program and you have not considered starting a relationship with now. Why not do that right this moment? The Bible says in John three sixteen that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. The Bible also tells us that we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And it's important for us to repent from our sins and turn back to Christ and ask him for forgiveness. And if that's you and you want to turn to Christ, I'm going to give an opportunity right now to respond with a very simple prayer. And if you pray this prayer wherever you are and you mean it from your heart, God will truly transform your life. And you can simply repeat this prayer with me and ask God to transform you. Call on the name of the Lord. Just say, Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me for my sins. God, right now, I want to invite you to come into my heart, to be my Lord, to be my Savior, and to be my friend. And from this day forth, I want to follow you, Jesus. In your name, I pray in Jesus name. And if you pray that prayer for the first time and you meant it, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit has changed position now being alongside of you. He's inside of you and you are born Mm. again. And we want to say congratulations on that decision. And uh, you are you are now part of God's family. And if the rapture were to take place today, you will be in heaven with the lord and nathan and myself want to congratulate you in starting that relationship with us with uh, with the lord and again you can always reach out to us at 305-992-9537 if you're in need of prayer or if we can help you grow in your relationship with god and and nathan that's the exciting part of why we do this right it's not just the the wonderful things about the, the bible but also the opportunity for people to grow in the lord
1: Yeah, we want to get to know the Lord better and bless him. And we want people to be edified who are saved. But those who tuned in who aren't saved, this is a great opportunity. That might be your only opportunity. So take hold of it.
0: Amen. And of course, we ran out of time for this segment of the program. We hope that you can stay tuned for our next segments in the future. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones saying goodbye May the Lord, bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. Have a great week. Friends, listen to me. This is serious business. What the world needs today is Jesus. The Bible says in John 3:16 that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life.